1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number 522. Leaving Nashville today. Thank you so much if you came out to see At Midnight Live at the James K. Polk Theater as part of the Wild West Comedy Festival. The shows were an absolute insane blast, so... Uh Big, big hugs to uh, Matt Bronger and Mike Lawrence and um, Arden Marine, who came out and did the shows with us as the uh, contestants. We're going to be doing it again at San Diego Comic-Con on the 25th of July, and then also a Live Nerds podcast at Comic-Con on the 26th of July. So tickets for that are going uh, uh, really fast, so go grab those. And also, I'll be doing stand-up at Wise Guys in Utah at the end of May. So uh, go online and get those as well. I'd like to thank Stamps.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, Um, print out postage whenever... I mean, it's, it's as simple as just you need a certain amount of postage. Why get a bunch of stamps and waste postage? Print out the exact postage you need put it on whatever type of package, parcel, uh, letter, whatever it is, and then your your mail carrier will come and pick it up, and you never have to set foot in the post office. I mean, and post offices can be nice. There's some really nice ones. The people that work there can be nice. There's some nice ones. But you know, why? Why, why go and park and go in and log all your stuff around? It's. I mean, be, people always tend to choose convenience over going to the post office. So we have our continuing promotion with Stamps.com. When you enter the promo code NERDUS, you're going to get a $110 bonus offer. That's $55 of free postage and a digital scale. So don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click at the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in nerdist stamps.com promo code nerdist. This episode is Wendy McClendon Covey, who uh, you probably know uh, from Reno 911 or Bridesmaids. She's a brilliant actress and a brilliant comic actress and improviser and sketch person and uh, she's in the movie Blended which comes out May 23rd with uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Uh, Joel McHale's in that too and uh, she was a wonder- so she's so fucking funny um, and uh, and we had a really nice chat at our At Midnight Studios. We're working on the echo in the room. I know it is basically just a solid room and every time I go there Katie's put up some more like uh, egg crates or something to kind of dampen the sound but uh, that's, that's what we're working with right now. So just just bear with us with a little bit more of the echo, and uh, and then we're, we're going to have that room padded as soon as soon as we can. All right, here we go, Nerdist Podcast number five twenty two with Wendy McClendon Covey.
0: Now entering nerdist.com Where
1: should I be? Um Do you want to? How about right there? Okay. We'll just stare across a table right. from each other, like a like a, an awkward speed date. Although it's like an hour, so it's not. I guess you would take your time. So it's like a regular
0: date, yeah. Regular. It's like up. a
1: speed date but regular.
0: Okay. If
1: I can back into it that way. All right. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited. I'm excited, too, because we have a ton of the same friends, yeah. especially because you're, you're, uh, you came out of the Groundling uh-huh. um, uh, Canal of comedians, <laughs> and uh, I have a ton of friends who were in, you. I'm pretty sure were in your class, your era. group, in yeah. your era. Yeah. Class, is that appropriate? In your class.
0: Um. Yeah, yeah. Like junior,
1: (laughs) junior. So it was you. I
0: I get what you're saying.
1: Who, who, who else was in? You were in the. uh, You were in the main company. I was in
0: the main company for seven years, (gasps) so I was there with um, Mitch Selpa.
1: Mitch, oh my god! Of course, love Mitch.
0: You really do know him, or I really
1: do know him because (laughs) in for between '97 and '99, I was taking classes at Groundlings, and so I knew like. Um, Mitch and Mike McDonald and Karen Mariyama uh-huh. and just, uh, and all these, a ton Tim of Bagley, Tim
0: Bagley, Tim Bagley.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damon yep. Jones. Tony Sepulveda. You probably know all this, you know, all these people. Yeah.
0: But. yeah Damon so Jones. Oh my God. I haven't heard these names in so long. Damon, who I think has a show with Michaela Watkins. Mm-hmm. They sold something. I think it's going to be on USA. Oh, wow. So I it's going to
1: show in the USA,
0: in the USA. The That's pretend, it. Yeah. Like, I
1: don't know that there's a <laughs> channel named after our country. So they're yeah. going to show it in the United just in the United States.
0: Just in the United States. Okay. Yeah, it's well, a very they very want to patriotic show. That way. Okay, good. If no, they I want to America yeah, if too. they want to be jingoistic and just, you know, not reach out. <laughs> the that's
1: point fine. is fuck other countries, yeah. right? I think that's always always. Always. Yeah.
0: If you can it's do called diplomacy, fuck em.
1: <laughs> Yeah. But it was a it was a really it was an interesting time for me because it was right when I was just starting to do stand-up, and I'm like, oh, I want to try improv ah. and sketch, and then I realized that...
0: Um, wasn't gosh. for you. No,
1: it wasn't for yeah. me. It wasn't for me. But it was a really good... I felt like it was a good time to be with a lot of really great people. Yeah. So seven years, you did the main company show. I
0: did. Well, I was in the main company, but I didn't do all the shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I started working pretty soon after... Are we, Are we doing this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, nice? we just launched right in
1: but you started. Well, I okay. don't
0: we just ease in. <laughs> That's fine. No. You know why?
1: Because it's it's not really an interview. It's just a yeah. conversation. It's fine. Cuz yeah. we're on a
0: speed date. I just didn't know like should I should I try? Should I put forth an effort and really be charming, or should I just keep talking in my monotone? Voice? I feel like we don't, so I don't know why you should. Oh, all, I, I mean, okay, like, you should, great. I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna take my shoes off and lay you're, down. You're
1: essentially in what looks like a human resources office um, <laughs> on in the corner of this Hollywood Center Studios. Yes. So I feel like uh, any Happy way that you here. want to approach this. All right. <laughs> what if you just started saying a bunch of really horrible things like "I don't want to be here"? Yeah. you like, oh, Are we yeah. on? Yeah. How?
0: When am I going to get out of here, Chris? Well, in slightly less than
1: an hour. I'm now. hungry. Do you have any food? <laughs> nope. Sorry. Oh, it's that kind great. of show. Ugh. You
0: want a water? Well, let's get it over with.
1: <laughs> so I want to. I want to hear a little bit about the era of of Groundlings there, yes. and then we'll get into to the other stuff because the. The groundlings style of sketch and improv obviously is different. I mean it definitely has its own vibe, yeah, but there was clearly something in uh there was something in the water mm-hmm. at that time because so many great people came out of out of that
0: era right a lot of good people came out of that and and yeah the groundlings is not for everybody it's it's a training um, curriculum that's very regimented. And if you are someone who needs to be encouraged constantly, this is not the place for you. Okay. (laughs) It's more like boot camp. Yeah. All right. If you need your butt kissed, go elsewhere. Right. But if you can get through this, you know, you've got something. And people, you know, casting people look on your resume and if they if you have groundling training, a lot of times that's a big bonus.
1: Especially if you have if you've been in the company for several years, then right. there's sort of a status like, oh
0: Yeah, even if you just get through advanced. I mean people say people see groundlings on there and they don't know most of the time whether or not you're in the main company or the Sunday company, or if you were never in a company at all, they just see that training and yeah. tend to bring you in. But um, yeah, I, I was in the Sunday company for a year and a half, which is like the farm team. Yeah, where you literally write all the time. New show every Sunday. New show every Sunday, and then once you get in the company, you do a show like every four months. And you don't have to do every show. You can take shows off if right. you need to, and I I needed to. Yeah, um, I maybe did six main company shows. Because I was working, I couldn't. Sure. I didn't have time to luxury. Do so all that's like a
1: fun luxury problem. I'm in the main company. I can't get. Yeah, get but that I'm. Busy. Yeah, exactly. I'm really
0: busy. Um, but anyway, yeah, a lot of good people came out of my era, or the era in which I was in the group. Yeah. <laughs> no, take ownership <laughs> over it.
1: But I feel like I, I don't know if most people know how difficult it is to attain a main company slot, and yeah. also how political it can be. Yes. And in order for new people to come in. Existing people have to leave. Exactly. And a lot of times that doesn't happen.
0: Oh, right now there are some people in the main company who have been hanging on to their spots for over a decade. Now, I think that's crazy. (laughs) I think that is absolutely crazy. And I'm sorry, any groundlings that uh, are listening to this, but that's insane. Okay. Graduate from high school. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let someone else have a spot. No, I'm the guy that just wants to hang out and party. No, all the time. yeah, I want to. I'll know, buy you kids beer. Exactly. No, please wait in the car. But <laughs> <laughs> he, wait drove, in the car. he drove. He drove. He drove everyone. That
1: was that character.
0: But um, but yeah, so there's only 30 groundlings at any given time, and sometimes they'll have a vote and they won't let anybody in, even if there's spots. Does it have to be so, unanimous? No, it has, it has to be a majority. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you if you can get into the Sunday Company, you're pretty good. If you can get into the main company, then the stars aligned and you're really good. Yeah. So, you
1: know. So what is the main? What what is sort of what is the the underlying principle of um, character development? If, 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 if like Groundlings to me felt very much, at least when when I was there, you know, there was a strong emphasis on character work and finding sort of the the hook really fast of what that character was right. and, and then kind of going with that, which you then, I mean, which defined a whole several, several seasons of SNL. You would see that over and over again right, and still do.
0: Right. They, um, if I can summarize it really quickly and I don't know if I can, um, they start you out learning improv first and with their improv the goal is to always add information, not to just have a funny conversation, but to build on the, uh, on the information that your partner's laying out and to actually listen. So you don't like pull a cigarette from nowhere and just start running your mouth off, which I've seen in a lot of improv classes. Like you have to add, it has to make a point. You never deny anything. And that's when it starts getting funny. You don't go in just, trying to be funny. Right. You lay the groundwork first. And then as you keep going in the program, you'll start to develop characters and then you'll start writing. So, you know, you, you have that solid improv foundation first. It is interesting
1: that everything does sort of build organically off the skill that you learned before it, Mm -hmm. learn how to improv, learn how to build, develop characters, then learn how to write in high volume every week and then learn how to solidify those characters and run with it for, yeah. you know.
0: And learn how to edit yourself. You show up with a seven-page sketch, I can guarantee you it's not going to get in the <laughs> show. You know, learn how to edit. And I, there was a time when I thought, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try teaching. No. I, I tried to be a student teacher for one six-week session. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm not a good explainer of things, as you all probably noticed <laughs> from my last explanation. You just go, but just do I'm better. Just like, you know what? Uh, you probably felt that it didn't go well. Think about that. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm I think, just not good at it.
1: But I think you you, you see the um, the best improvisers or the best the best sketch people, the strongest ones. It's almost counterintuitive. I think people go in and they go, oh, I should chew up the scenery so that people notice me. But I think you find the people that stand out the most are the ones that are the strongest team members. Yeah. And that they they figure out what their role in the scene is and they play that role, that part of a bigger machine.
0: Right. If you go in and start chewing up the scenery, the audience starts to hate you. (laughs) And you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it when 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 an audience turns on someone oh it gets chilly
1: in the room oh i well i would that would drive me yeah. crazy to be in a show where all of a sudden at where it the show relies on everyone working together as a team yeah. and then one person just goes rogue yeah. but then you're stuck in the thing and you can't
0: stop and go you can't what stop. the fuck are you doing Yeah, you can't call time <laughs> shut up yes <laughs> and you're talk. Talk. pissing me yeah. off <laughs> yes yeah. shut up already <laughs>
1: Yeah. So when, um, how did you, did you know the Tom Lennon and Ben and those guys before? No,
0: no, 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 I didn't. I, um, it's funny. I got into the company at the groundlings and then very soon after that I got an audition for Reno and they were recasting. They'd already done their pilot at Fox I don't know if you knew that. The Reno pilot was originally at Fox oh, I don't know and if they I, I don't said I know no that. to it. They sat on it for two years and then said no to it. So by then they needed to replace somebody and they were calling in girls to audition. And at that point I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not meant to be an actress. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just stand on the end of the pier and throw my headshots in the pier. This just might not be working out for me. So that's how I went into the audition not caring at all about the outcome. And it seemed to work out.
1: <laughs> well, I hear that time and time again where people go, something motivates them to just not give a fuck anymore, yeah. Yeah. which ultimately the byproduct of which is that you get out of your own way. Like right. you get your, your, your brain sort of shuts mm-hmm. off and you know, that desperate sort of, you need this, you need this. Like that goes away. Cause you don't care. Right,
0: You don't care anymore.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah. and it frees you up, but it's a very, not caring is a very difficult thing to engineer. Right. Does it, do you think, have you figured out another way to do it besides utterly giving up?
0: Um, all I can say is that it helps me anyway in audition situations to just feel like, you know what, I'm going to go in and do it my way. I cannot second guess what these people want. And they probably don't know what they want. And right. I really believe that. No one knows what they want until you show them what they want. Right. Just do something. As
1: long me. as you're also the right height and hair color and look, look you don't know look what? too you tall. You can
0: change their minds. A lot of times, they really don't know what they want. If you go in and blow them away, they'll adjust their thing to fit you. Damn it. You know? But just go in and radiate happiness. Yeah. And don't make people feel uncomfortable, because right then <laughs> that's an automatic no. If you go in <laughs> nervous and acting like <laughs> my whole life has led to this, eh, <laughs> then forget it. You've blown it.
1: <laughs> I've done that so many times and it's unfortunately it's the comic gene to fill a moment that doesn't need to be filled. Yeah. But I, I think uh I think a classic example of, and this was one I, I did a few times, where they would, you know, be really businesslike, and they go, "Do you have any questions?" And I would go, "Can I just have this? Do you really need me to audition?" And, and then, then the, very rarely ever got a laugh. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, and then you have to read, and then you have to read on a on a on a stinker like you've yeah. just created a stinker in the room, and then like now let me try to back out of that and get into the scene, right? But no, I never got a job that way.
0: But you know what? It's your time. They called you in.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Honestly, me and a thousand other people.
0: Yeah. So take your time. Yeah. They brought you in. You spent your gas to get there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do do it the way you want to do it. And if you're good, if you if they if they find you interesting, they'll make adjustments and you'll take the notes. Yeah. But remember, usually the decision maker is watching this on DVD or whatever or on a link. So don't be afraid to be quiet and just let them read your face. Like those things make a difference. I don't know.
1: And that's a hard leap to make sometimes, especially if you, if you forget that you don't always have to be doing something. Yes. Like you can just be, you don't have to always like, I'm not doing anything. All right. There's quiet. Right, yeah. to. You're
0: like, no, no, that's okay. Yeah. You
1: can just sort of let that breathe.
0: Just let it sit. And sometimes yeah. that's funnier. And I know it, the, the, um, temptation is to play it to the people in the room. Yeah. Half the time, they're not paying attention. They, you know what I mean? Again, the decision maker is usually not in the room. The These people are thinking, so like, when can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. I really need to answer the text. I feel my phone vibrating. Like, they're not paying attention. They're,
1: and they're going, I didn't even want to go into casting.
0: Yeah, why am I here? When can I get out of here?
1: Yep. When, yeah. when can I get to my phone and play Angry Birds? Exactly. I the, uh, it, it is It is such a... It is such a toxic process, auditioning. And part of me thinks, like, why can't it just be warmer of a process? But then I go, Mm -hmm. but it's that way because if you can still... It's a trial by fire. If you can still make it through, then you've really earned it. Right. You know, like, you really... It sort of weeds out all of the people who are on the fence.
0: Exactly. And like any job interview. Job interviews suck. (laughs) They're not good conditions. Mm -hmm. They're awful. But... It ends. <laughs> you know, you're just there to show them what you can do. It's not meant to be like a fun social thing. And I've stopped auditions and said, This is going nowhere. I- I- I'm not comfortable with this. You know, you can do that.
1: Did you leave or did you start over?
0: I've said, Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> there was one audition where they had like, Five pages (laughs) of text, and it was like Italian opera. It was so melodramatic, and I kept hearing other actors doing it, and it was just going on and on and on. It sounded ridiculous. I got in there, and everybody's face was on the floor. like Everybody watching the auditions, you could tell they just didn't want to be there. And it was just too much text, and it was ridiculous. So I got through the first one, the first scene, And I said, you don't want me to keep going, do you? (laughs) This is weird. Like you can acknowledge that, Hey, this is all kind of, you know, not working for me. Is it working for you? I can, I mean, you look like you're about to start crying people, (laughs) you know, I think it's okay. Did they they say, he said, no, keep going. And I said, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you get it? No, no. But at that point, it was like i i don't know i I don't want to meet the person who could do this convincingly. this is bad, yeah, this is just bad
1: well it's it's good to you know I mean most people don't have the confidence to do that because yeah. you're like, well, I need a job, I need I need this, I need it all comes from such a place of I need I need, I need I need I need right and when you can sort of uh when you can sort of get that out of the way yeah. it it really does free you up to like, now I can just do it. That's why yeah. I always love... Because
0: people don't respond to needy people. No, not at you all. You want to run in the opposite direction. Yes, there's something about our
1: our our biology that when you can smell that someone needs something, you yeah. instantly shut down.
0: Can I sign your yearbook? Um, I lost it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I threw it away because the yearbooks are dumb. Yeah. But you're holding it. Uh, it's not mine. Yeah. Oh. Can I book. come to
0: your house? You, you know, no one wants to be friends with that person.
1: Well, I, um, uh, I loved the, I always loved the auditions. I mean, I, I didn't, I never auditioned for Reno, but I would imagine that was probably if Tom and Ben were running, it It was probably a really fun. Room. It was,
0: it was. Cause because you get to just fuck around. it was all improvised. And the only note I got going into it was, uh, she's a sexy cop. Well, whatever this is reno so how sexy is she <laughs> not very <laughs> she thinks she's sexy Nurse Podcast That's funnier to me. shout
1: out to our fans in reno well
0: whatever I'm yeah I'm, are there a lot you got a lot of reno listeners at least four yeah at least how you guys
1: hey Going to the El Dorado
0: and- later <laughs> 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 yes. but, you know anyway well it
1: it's, it's it's th- those types of um, you know, when you have other people in the room who understand the process and not yeah. just oh this is a casting director and their are casting assistant, he's running the camera and they right. like when you have other comedy people it I did you ever audition for Whose Line?
0: No, I didn't. I got to do a guest thing on it recently, but it was one of those things where, oh, celebrity guests will make it real easy for them. So it was super easy and I barely had to do anything. But no, what what was the audition? This was in
1: like the year two thousand. This okay. was like the Drew Carey. And the audition was fucking brutal. Oh, it was geez. like it. You know, they brought. It started in the morning, and it was this conference room, like you know, like a rec room full of people. And they just started mixing and mashing people, and bringing up people in groups, and doing scenes, and doing like quick, like not long form improv, but just like joke based yeah. improv. Yeah. And then you would do that for a while and they would narrow it down. And then you do that for a while and then narrow it down. That
0: sounds awful. It's,
1: somehow I, mi- I kept making the cut until I was in the final group for the day. Yeah. And it was very small. And there was a, there was a, a girl, and she was a growling, and I, can't, I, I know you would know her, and I cannot remember her name.
0: Amy Von Freiman? Yes! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh I my knew it! God! That's I knew it! Crazy! What are my lucky lottery numbers? <laughs> 18, 69, 17. Was, do it. I think there's one more. Is there one more? Uh, or is it just five? See, I don't play. Shit. I don't play. That's why I never win. I only get five of the six numbers. <laughs> oh, God damn. So anyway, it was Amy. So She's was, a really good improviser from that era. That's she why. Was, I, um, yeah.
1: She was amazing. And yeah. she was crushing it. And um, and so we, we, we finally got to the, 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 last, the last thing we are supposed to do. And it was a musical scene where you, in oh. the scene, you had to assign the other person... A style and then they would you know it was like a murder investigation but then you, it was a bunch of different musical genres.
0: I'm already I'm breaking out in hives well,
1: wait out of nervousness here. for you. I wasn't it wasn't me it was what I did to poor Amy von Freiman who oh. was um, I just was so tired my brain yeah. was oatmeal by the end of the day and I didn't the second the words um, uh, Italian opera Yeah. Like opera came out of my mouth. I just saw her face sort of drop because like basically improvising opera, like all that is a very intense thing to do at the end of the day. I I could have given her something simple. Like
0: she could handle it.
1: Well, it was there. She definitely had the moment of like, like I saw, I saw it kind of wash over her. She fucking nailed it though. Of course she did. And then we get to the end of the day and it sort of feels like. Oh my God, guys, we did it. We made it. Everything's going to be great. And then what you find out is you have to go through, they make you go through that. They made you go through that process several times. What? Before you got on the show. Because I think Jeff Davis had been there. It was like his third or fourth time of doing that. And you had you had to do it a lot before they would let you do the show. So I was after that one day I was like,
0: you know, this is not that important this is to not me. For me. Not that important I to me. I bet there was a lot of scenery chewing going on in that audition. Of course
1: there was. Because that because you that's not even a team. Like no. that's just
0: that's every man, fuck man you, for I'm himself. This job. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's a, and and I've heard improvisers say that to each other, like in the in the waiting room of auditions, like, look, just steamroll. No but if it, if it go if it's not going your way just start steamrolling. <laughs> well, I guess it is sort of a I I don't think I definitely don't think you should go in
1: with that idea no. but if you if you're if they put you with someone who either is really nervous or they are they're you're not at the same skill level and it's right. dragging what are you supposed... I don't know what you're yeah. supposed to do, but you should, I, I think you should always be a good team member first.
0: Yes, yes. But
1: don't you kind of have to steamroll a little bit if the other person is completely the If the other the person's...
0: Ball? Yeah, especially at an audition. Like, you've got to keep the story going. Yeah. But, I th- but you're, what you're saying is right. Be a good team member first. And then a good team member saves the sinking ship yeah. if you have to. But, you know, and a lot of people probably went to that audition because their agents say... Oh, you're funny. You you say funny things all the time, (laughs) which is not the same as improvising. (laughs) That's
1: the thing with – I think stand-up gets a little more – there's a little more of a barrier of protection of people not just – people being afraid of the concept of stand-up. Yes. But because improv has the illusion of bleeding over into life where people go, I'm just really riffy and funny in conversation, but it's not – so a lot of people, I think, say they do improv when they right. when they are just sort of funny in conversation. Right.
0: exactly. Like, you're probably the funniest guy at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't know how to play with others. <laughs> improv is a very specific
1: set of rules yes. and a very specific environment. Have, yes. you, have you, uh, Did you ever try to sort of infuse into other camps or groups outside of Groundlings?
0: Um, yeah, I was in a couple of other groups. Um, down in Orange County The improv capital of the country Well I think everyone you know, knows that I, I mean, when you think everybody say Orange County, knows that You immediately, think, immediately think of Costa like... Mesa um, Or <laughs> Wait, Santa Ana Did I read you're from like Bellflower or something like I that? was born in Bellflower okay. At the same Fun fact, same hospital Where the Octomom had her litter. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh yeah. Kaiser on Rosecrans. I can't believe that
1: but bitch stole your thunder. Like, I, you were the most famous person born exactly. there. Exactly. Fuck you, Nadia Stillman. God. And all of your bitch. Sc- kids. Your Are they okay children. now? I don't anyone, think so. Has I don't on think any of
0: so. It's a fun news story. I, wow. as, as we were making that. That uh, joke, I was like, oh gosh, those poor babies, kind of, where are they? To sort of like raise each are other like a like pack like of wolves. in the streets? Yeah, they might. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> Strike this from the record, this what? whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, so I was born in Bellflower, but I've lived in Long Beach my whole life. Oh, I nice. still live there. You still yeah. live in Long Beach? Uh-huh. How do you, So you commute? Yeah. That's yeah.
1: amazing that anyone would want to do that.
0: Well, I like it there. Live- I'd rather live there than live around a bunch of showbiz types all the time.
1: <laughs> no, I guess that's true, but I, <laughs> you know? I, I'm, just too, I'm just too much an animal of convenience. Like, oh, yeah. I only have to drive a mile to get to work, and I don't See, have to. Traffic, the traffic drives me. What do you do in the car all
0: the time? I listen to books. I talk on the phone. What? I listen to Sirius. Books talk to you? I don't they understand. They talk to you. Hey, just, hey Hi Wendy, how are you doing? I'm Game of Thrones, would you like yeah. to read about my intense language? I have puppets that <laughs> talk to you? I talk to. Fun? Yeah, it's really fun. I decompress. <laughs> Do not puppeteer
1: and drive. I think no, it's more that's important awful. than don't text and drive. Yeah,
0: and don't eat with a knife and fork. Never.
1: <laughs> don't eat with a knife and fork. Don't wear hand grenades as eyeglasses. No, Because you'll never. get pulled over. Never. These are just some driving tips. Yeah. For you.
0: You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> for those of you that have been doing that, don't do it anymore.
1: You know, the R- R- Reno came out of an a- also came out of an mm-hmm. era of the uh, partially improvised television model, where there mm-hmm. was a bunch of you know, everyone was like, "Oh, let's do Curb and let's do Reno yeah, again. Let's just yeah, put a yeah, bunch yeah. of people." There. But you know what I found? The difference is always you can tell who has improv training and who is just, like, a jokester. Right. Because they always, you can tell at that one point where they're in the middle of a scene and all of a sudden someone goes, and I'm from another planet. And you're just right. like, where did exactly. that come from? Exactly,
0: exactly. You have to have a point A to point B. <laughs> you know, there has to be an end result that you're looking for. And yes, you're right. There, there seemed to be, in the early 2000s, a lot of shows cropping up. Like, we're just going to get a bunch of funny people together yeah. and just let them go wild. Uh-huh, that's fun, until you sit down and start to edit. And then you have nothing.
1: <laughs> Not only sit down and start to edit, but then what happens in episode 12? Yeah. Like, when Oops, everyone's burned out. we have no, out. Three
0: li- no through line. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's... Um, people think it's easier, or we're going to do an improvised movie. Oh. I, I've done several of those. And again... You sit down with 90 hours of footage and good luck to you. <laughs> you know,
1: when everyone's just basically trying to one up each
0: other. Everybody's trying to one up each other. Um, you have a bunch of funny things that you'd like to include but they all lead to nothing. Right. So, Is yeah, that it's ultimately a slippery slope. I think it's harder than than doing it scripted. So,
1: in this in this in this type of in this type of improv it's it's more important to focus on the story and then let the funny stuff come out rather yeah. than the like and here's a here's a
0: Yeah, you've singer. got to get to the point. Get to the bloody point. And you'll have to do it a couple of times, maybe, you know, do a few takes. Yeah. Which is normal. But you have to you have to service the story.
1: What is your worst on stage improv story? Do you have one? Or oh, a- gosh,
0: I've yeah, yeah. I I did a show with someone who was allegedly a really funny improviser, and they denied everything <laughs> I said and chopped me off at the knees. And one thing I cannot stand, and again, it makes the audience hate you, so I don't know why anyone would want to do it, is if you lay something out and then in character, but not really in character, your scene partner says, Oh, that was really good information um, oh, of something shit. that would never ever happen in life, oh, shit. or or something snarky like that. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Is that how it's going to be? <laughs> Improvising with you tonight. That to me is worse than being on stage with a drunk person. Oh yeah, and I've done that too. That's and pretty that bad is, though. That is not a treat.
1: That is that is pretty bad. Yeah. Wait, are you saying that someone in the comedy community might? be drinking too much even before a show that they were supposed to perform in? I find that hard to believe.
0: It's something nobody talks about. (laughs) Are you saying... And it's very rare. Are you saying that someone maybe went to Tommy Tang's? It's (laughs) very rare. But it happens. And... Sometimes these folks (laughs) are known to indulge in a little bit of the cannabis. I don't. Wait a minute. I know. I I, know. I thought that makes you funnier. This is not a conspiracy theory. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Or when four people show up with a sketch that they've written, all high, Uh, and the sketch makes no sense, and they're like, no. Really, it was funny the other night. Well, it's not funny now. I mean, high
1: comedy written when high is in the <laughs> same, uh, it is of the same quality as when you have a dream and something's hilarious and you wake up and you write it down in the next morning, you know, you, you're like, yeah. octopus periods. Why was yeah. that so funny in my <laughs> yeah. dream? I couldn't, in my dream, everyone was fucking laughing. What is that? Best- <laughs> <laughs> It's the same. <laughs> oh, I should yeah. totally write that one down. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was a uh, Tommy Tangs isn't there anymore, is it? They closed that years ago, right?
0: Uh, yes, it's something else now, like General or General no, Tangs. No, General. Did he get Tang. a promotion? No, it's it's something like um, Mao's Kitchen or something like that, or like oh. Like, I find it funny that they decided to keep Hitler's it Asian. oven. I, whatever it is, <laughs> it's it like Hitler's something oven. that doesn't sound right. I'm not joking. It's something about as questionable as that. Like, yeah, it's it's some place where you say, "Oh, I don't want to eat there." I'm not sure. That's not a good name. I don't trust Mao's
1: Noodle Camp. I'm not. I don't yeah. want to go to Mao's Noodle Camp. <laughs> That does not does not sound like a, a oh, supportive environment for noodles. And fingernails. You don't you don't want those. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that though that 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 it was it was an Asian restaurant, and then someone else was like, "Well, let's do it again." Like you couldn't make yeah. it something else. Like, right. well, they are the wok was already there, so we just decided to. <laughs> we just, you it's know.
0: all set. It's got a lot of you know Asian energy.
1: In we we're going to be Greek food, but it, then we yeah. were like, throw the feta away. <laughs> yeah, let's. let's,
0: let's Let's bring in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Do you miss uh, doing live comedy ever? Um, do I miss it? Yeah, I do. I do. I. You know what I miss about the Groundlings is the green room. Yeah, that's what I miss. That's where all the fun, where all the the funniest stuff really happens for me. Anyway, I think it's the green room. I just loved hanging out with everybody.
1: What happens do you think, I was, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about, you know, like, I, it always, I always feel like as a comedian, like, well, you're sort of, you're under the gun, you know, time is always sitting on your chest. Right. Because when comedians get older, there, there are not a lot of comedians who age, and then I go, oh, they're still really funny. Right. And she said, she said something which I've thought before, and I do agree with, which is, well, it's not that... It's not that they're not funny per se, they just don't care anymore. Like that oh, that yeah. sort of like Ah I gotta be you know, there's a weird sort of hunger in that. Right. And at a certain point you just get comfortable with yourself and you're like, Yeah, I don't I don't want really like, to Like, I'm not
0: going on the road. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't need to and go that on the road.
0: Maybe that's it, because you know, a lot of Stand up has to be done on the road in these shitty clubs. Can I say shitty? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a it. podcast. Yeah, of course. It's a podcast. It's the internet. You can say it's whatever the internet. You want. All right, good. I have a filthy mouth.
1: <laughs> I love that you said um, Hitler's um, oven, but can I say shitty? Well,
0: come on. I, I, seriously, I, listen, that would I wasn't be a bad restaurant. Yeah, it was the name of a bad restaurant. I yes. wasn't advocating anything. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there. I think after a while, as you. Get older, you're like, you know what? I, I don't want to eat shitty food and sit around in a shitty club with you know depressing people because as as lovely as comedy is, it's full of depressing situations, yeah, right going on the road is not fun
1: no well and, it, it's not it, it's it, parts of it are, but then other parts of it it I feel like it sort of evens out right it's like there's some fun parts of it, and then the other parts where you just sort of are like, yeah, I think I'm ready to be home. Yeah. I think I'm just ready to be home.
0: And you outgrow it? Yeah. After a while and after a while you feel yeah, you don't feel as manic about it. I guess I've never done stand up. I'm just No, but did you ever by... tour?
1: Did you ever do did you ever tour with the Groundlings ever?
0: No. uh uh-uh. uh They don't really tour. They do um you know, industrials every once in a while. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I've not that much. do
1: you feel like um when you sort of look at the rest of your life do you feel like oh, i could be a performer forever do you think there's a certain point where you go you know i just eh, maybe i'll just write or something do you always want to to i perform?
0: always want to perform i hope a day never comes where i can't do it anymore really as long as it suits my purposes sure. i could change my mind and and just open up a cat farm <laughs> wow okay that's a great idea um
1: now do you, are you selling the cats or are you selling Just them letting milk them or come to me
0: and, and letting them live out their days. That sounds like homeless. Okay. I don't know. I know, or... it sounds like what a crazy person would do. But <laughs> I would do that. Or, you know, look, I'm a bright girl. I can type. Yep. All right? Yeah. I'll always have something else to do. But from the desk from of now, the cat farm. Yeah, from the cat farm. <laughs> that'll be my podcast. Cat farm. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk to my kitties.
1: Welcome to Wendy's Cat Farm.
0: But, um, yeah, I always want to perform and I, I write as well, but I don't love writing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, I've learned to hate it, but that's my own up. But yeah, I always want to perform.
1: And do you feel like, uh, do you sort of feel, do you see like, oh, these are the parts I'll, I'll try to go for in 10 years. or these the parts I'll try to go for in 20 years? Are these are, or these, or do you pretty much a day to day,
0: day to day, day to day.
1: You're probably happier that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I knew going into this that I was always going to be the the weird spice in the rack. Okay? <laughs> I'm always going to be um white pepper. Okay? <laughs> and you forget about white pepper. <laughs> All right, you forget about it. You don't use it in everything.
1: White Pepper, by the way, sounds like a Caucasian character in a black exploitation film, right? Who's it does. Friends with Shaft. It. <laughs> and I'm gonna call White Pepper.
0: But she's yeah, and no one can do what she does. No,
1: no. She's All right, whatever that is. She's yeah. a
0: specialist at whatever that is. And she's
1: like, I got your back, Shaft. Yeah. And then they beat the shit out of people. Exactly. But That's- then you,
0: you're you're like, oh. I'm going to throw white pepper in this omelet and it makes your omelet really good. And then you think, Oh, I should use more white pepper in my life. (laughs) Okay. But you can't substitute white pepper with turmeric. No, there is no substitute, but
1: I feel like I, because when I, when I started out, I mean, for years and years and years, my representatives would always get the note, like Chris isn't leading man enough. He's not this enough. He's not this enough, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, Mm Of course, at first, that hurts your ego because you basically what they're saying is, uh, you're not attractive enough to be in this role. Yeah, but then, yeah. But then I sort of realized the leading roles are fucking boring. Yeah. And the best – it's so much better and I feel like there's so much more longevity to not have to maintain that that mm-hmm. you can always just come in and be funny or be interesting. Exactly. Not have to carry the thing and then leave and and most of the time people always go, "Oh, but that other person was amazing."
0: Exactly. Exactly. And just because your reps say that, get new reps. I mean, just cuz <laughs> they don't know what they're doing and they can only think in broad strokes. Yeah. That's fine, but don't be afraid Actors out there If you're not getting What you need To fire your whole team I did it <laughs> I did it And it was the best Thing I ever did Cause you know what If you're meant to do it Someone will pick you up
1: Yeah Well I, uh, The team now is good This was the early this was, this was the old days This was the old days Where it was just like I'll take anything, you know, mm-hmm. and again, yeah. there's that sort of that, that sense of, uh, that sense of desperation. I mean, but you seem, were you always this comfortable and confident or did you, or did you develop that with so much comedy training or were you naturally that way?
0: Well, I started later. I started like in my late twenties and really started working in my early thirties. So by that time yeah, there was a sense of desperation in the beginning of, oh, you just got to take anything. But after a while of going to auditions that I did not want to go on and having to, you know, go to some stupid commercial audition on Abbott Kinney at <laughs> 5 o'clock. It's always Okay, it's always 5, okay, it's always five it's o'clock always on frigging Abbott Kinney. It takes you four hours to get up and back so you can go in and say, you know, I'm gelling like a felon. LAUGHTER um, P.S., that was the commercial audition that made me say, you know what? I'm not going on any more commercial auditions. I've had it. The true story. I, I have one of those too. Oh, like this, that's it. I cannot say that without rolling my eyes. And how dare you bring me in here, address me by my Christian name, and have me say, I'm gelling like a felon, want some melon? Get out of my face. Stop rhyming things. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I'm not doing this. I'm not. I, for uh, insoles, go away. My. <laughs>
1: mine was, uh, I don't remember what the product was, but I just remember the direction was so ridiculous where they go, he goes, well, okay, so you're sitting in your bedroom, there's a superhero poster on the wall, and um, <laughs> you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, you can figure yeah. that out for yourself. And then at a certain point, and I'll cue you, um, the superhero peels himself off the poster and walks across the room, and then you need to react to that, okay? So I'm going to start the camera and slate your name. And they're like, whoa, 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 you know. I mean, of course, I understand the fantasy world. I totally understand it. But part of me is like, well, I would shit blood if that happened. What am I supposed to... Yeah. And then I realize, like, I'm not... I'm not not, doing this this anymore. This is not for me. I'm not good. There are people who are better at this.
0: Right. There are people who love it. Yep. There are people for whom auditioning for commercials is, like, breathing. Yeah. To me, it's so (laughs) counterintuitive. Well, it's so hard. I just had to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore because it makes me hate acting. (laughs) And I don't want to hate acting. So I'm just going to cut this part out. I see now that this is a waste of my time. Yeah. Well, so I cut that out. You
1: go, you know, you get, you get called into like that. There's this place on La Brea and it was like 20 different casting studios. And then every, it's like. Over here are all the guys who look like they're in JCPenney's. And over here are all the moms with twins. And over here are all of the little kids auditioning for a Popsicle commercial. And it's right. just this sort of weird... And I feel like we all have friends. And for a while, mine was a guy named J.P. Manu. And this guy, J.P. Uh-huh. Manu, worked in every, he was in like every, every commercial. fucking commercial yes. ever for a long period of time mm-hmm. until he just moved to Canada and started working up there. But he, uh, there's always a guy like that, and I sort of feel like the commercial industry is sort of like the Hunger Games yeah. where there's, a, there's like one or two where you're like look see they made it but then everyone else dies yeah In the that's the part you don't exactly. see is the trail of bodies the trail <laughs> <laughs> underneath
0: the trail of rotting corpses <laughs> yeah um,
1: and for people who say like well oh, yeah, you know, acting is real hard, you fucking whiny baby. I'm like, you know, just try commer- try just the commercial try it. auditioning commercial just try process. It. Just for two yeah. months.
0: Yeah. And there was a time, I don't, you know, again, I haven't auditioned for a commercial in years, so I don't know if this is still the case, but they would, advertising agencies would bring you into, quote-unquote, improvise, meaning you're writing their copy for For them. them, yeah. So you would go in and do this brilliant, well, you know, pretty good, audition but not get called back but you'd see the commercial and they'd use everything use you jokes. said yeah, I know. That and that like is that's against horseshit that yeah like that's, that's, that's gotta against be against, against some law somewhere well i think it
1: probably is against some sort of reunion rule but i think the general consensus of actors is oh well if i rattle the cage because of this then no one's ever gonna hire me and so they yeah. sort of get they sort of get afraid but then yeah but
0: you then just, you can just not go yeah you know isn't that them? nice yeah it's nice that,
1: like, that's a good message for people is, like, because I think so much of what we do is, uh, I got to do this, I got to do this. Yeah. And occasionally you can go,
0: but do I? Yeah, you don't have to do any of this. You really don't. No one's making you do this. If you don't like it, check out for a while. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. If you've sown the seeds, sometimes you just have to sit and let them germinate. You I, know?
1: I wish people, you know, particularly young performers would, focus more on their craft than, and I was guilty of this too, rather than worrying about how they're perceived. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I talk to, I've talked to a lot of young performers, and unfortunately, a lot of them are are female. Mm-hmm. And they get into their mid or late 20s, and they go, well, I only have a couple more years, and the business isn't going to hire me anymore. And That's I just go, such if bullshit. If you're funny, or if you're, if, you're, if you're good at your craft, mm-hmm. I mean, you you might not get... The, you know, the roles where you are like, oh, it's the bikini lady. Right. But who fucking wants those? Like, go yeah. for the interesting stuff. And as long as you're good, there there's there are places for you. Is that is that, am I being a dumb guy no, by saying no, that? No, no,
0: you're absolutely right. And when, when I hear people saying things like that, I think, ooh, you don't want this to begin with. You're already finding a way out. And you're going to blame it on that. And what you really should blame it on is either you're just not good enough or you don't want it enough, Mm -hmm. but there's always a place for you. Again, people don't know what they want to see until you show it to them. And it's not going to happen on your time necessarily, but if you want it and I tried to quit for a while too, but I felt like I was itching from the inside of my skin. And that's when I decided, well, I'm always going to be doing it even if I don't get paid. You know, I'll always be in a sketch comedy group or I'll do something, but I have to do it. I, I can't not do it. I yeah. feel like I'm not a whole person. Which sounds stupid, but well, no, but, but I have it, a really it, empty <laughs> life. This whole me and my me and my cats.
1: <laughs> the cat farm. Oh my yeah. god, you're from Wendy's Cat Farm. I love that podcast. <laughs> That's so good. How's Felicia the kitty?
0: Oh, she's run off with Captain Leotard and what? they've had a litter.
1: Oh, yeah, but how did yeah. he get around the leotard part?
0: Oh, you know, <laughs> I didn't.
1: It was amazing enough that the cat got the, the cat leotard just on. Looks
0: like he's wearing a leotard. It's his coloring. <laughs> it's not. I don't really put him in one.
1: He's in my new cat show, Leotarded, and that's why I can't do improv because I always end it like that. No, but um, you. So you've been in a ton of stuff, but I believe that the reason that you came on the podcast is because you're promoting Blended. Blended. Yes.
0: Yes. Opens May twenty third, which I believe is Memorial Weekend.
1: Nice. Is that
0: right? right. Yes. Okay. Uh, with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. A winning combination. But Joel McHale's in it, too. Joel McHale is in it. hmm Who killed at the White House Correspondence Dinner there? I other gotta day.
1: be honest. I was nervous for him. I was very nervous. I, that, to me, sounds like you couldn't really say no if they asked you, but it's right. like,
0: okay, I'll do it.
1: But it sounds awful. And
0: I don't know what it looked like on C-SPAN, but I was in the audience and he was killing.
1: You were in the audience? Yeah.
0: He that's, was killing.
1: That's fantastic. It was
0: great. People were... I mean around me anyway they were rocking back and forth in their chairs and spitting out their champagne.
1: I was nervous I was nervous for Joel and I I was doing shows and so I didn't get to see it I didn't actually get to see it as it happened but I immediately read the reviews and just scanned quickly and then and I didn't see any and no one said anything negative and they said a lot of the focus was on the jokes Obama made yes. but but Joel did get lines of like oh and then Joel McHale said this funny thing I was like oh Good.
0: Yeah. Good. No, he was great. Good. He was really funny.
1: Would you ever want to do that to no. me? That just sounds no. like a terrible... No.
0: No. That's a losing proposition. <laughs> There's no way. It's... But, okay, that and hosting the Oscars.
1: Yeah. You can't win. Tina Fey was so right on. It was Like, why would I want to do that? Was no. There... It, it, no. It, it, the best thing that you can hope for is that they ask you to do it again. I yes. Think I, maybe, maybe Seinfeld said that. Someone was like, the best case scenario is that you have to do it again.
0: Yeah. And that's, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I don't know. They would never ask me.
1: You don't, I don't know do stand up,
0: but it doesn't matter if you don't comedian. do stand
1: up. But you are a comedian. Like yeah. you were a comedian in the sense of you're a comedy performer. I mean, uh, Tina. Should Tina, I get
0: up and do my impressions? Yes. Here's my and here's my impression of. Well, you know what? No, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to put the audience of this podcast through it because I don't do impressions. Here's my so character, we're not a, Peter we're Fonda we're kitty. And then you yeah. just do all the <laughs> actors as cats. <laughs> I'm a mew. I'm an easy rider. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow. Oh boy. <laughs> and then the terrorists would have won.
1: <laughs> no more bombings. We've done it. Yeah. Did you see the Oscars? Oh. I don't know what that accent was, by the way. I'm not being racist. That was just a general foreign <laughs> accent. <laughs> all right, let's all just calm just down. Just
0: general, yeah. Could be anywhere. General, I get it.
1: Could be anywhere. It, yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah, hosting the Oscar. Oh, no, I was going to say hosting the Oscar sounds yeah. awful. White House Correspondents' Dinner sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, Joel, um, but, Joel but Joel did a great yes. job. and Because they're always in those... Everyone's just probably already written their negative review before you've even yeah. gone on stage. Yeah. And all they do is just hit publish the exactly. second. And it just sounds like a Everybody's just, like just a
0: dying to get to the after parties. Yeah. So. And
1: you're, you're just not. there. You're keeping them from getting drunk. Exactly. That's your role. Exactly. I have to distract you for four hours because of ads. Exactly. And then we'll give out some trophies. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, did, you know, um, did you know Adam and Joel and Drew going into the movie?
0: I knew Joel because we actually have another movie coming out at Christmas called a Friggin Christmas Miracle, so I play his sister in that Oh wow, so that 's going to be really funny, but blended i didn 't even work with him we The scheduling for that movie was so um, frantic that I, I think I saw him in the makeup trailer one day and and that was it, but yeah, I knew him for i 'd done the soup a couple times. Mm-hmm. Adam uh I've done some stuff for his production company but I'd never met him until this. Oh, really? That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so sweet. He's like the nicest possible person in the world. Made me feel right at home. Um you know, he's he's very he's a very loyal person and everybody works with him forever and ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, I, if anyone
1: understands what that camp is, it's basically yeah. a, a group of people that once you're in
0: you're, you're in. You're in. You're in. And they because all you spend each other. so much time together, it's like it's got to feel like a commune environment. Yeah. You know. And Drew is just sheer perfection. I mean, you. She's everything you want her to be. She's everything you expect her to be, and more. She's even more sweet than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because we're in a movie together. She is truly the sweetest, warmest. Girl.
1: So on Cat Farm is is Mew Barrymore, um, <laughs> is that not... Is
0: equally as pretty and sweet, yeah. I You know, that's, some, that's and someone... And talented. That's someone where you look Mew at her... Mew Barrymore.
1: Yeah, that's where you look at her and you go, <laughs> it would have been so easy for her to... I mean, like, that... She was sort of the original tabloid... Yeah. Bad girl. After everything that happened, yeah. and so I mean, I almost feel like she should be counseling, like Lindsay Lohan. She like, should look, be. look, I know what you're going through. You can, you're going to be okay. Yeah. She came just out focus. on the other
0: side. She she really turned it around. Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's you know just the sweetest person in the world. And so I play her best friend, nice and coworker. We have a business <laughs> called the Closet Queens. Uh huh. And what we do is we organize your closets,
1: and you're the queens of this. We're
0: the queens of, of closet organization.
1: Okay. So, see. All right. So I didn't. Yeah. Is this some type of closet oligarchy or a royalty, or did you did you earn this
0: throne? We, <laughs> this
1: is, <laughs> I don't understand that. I start getting the politics yeah, of it.
0: Yeah. You, don't overthink it.
1: What? Don't. But a queen. It. So there's but, two yeah. queens. The closet queens. I feel yes. like there's only allowed to be one queen, though, in any monarchy. Well,
0: that's, you don't understand girls.
1: Oh, okay. You don't understand girls. Got it. Okay. I'm the
0: queen. Well, you know what? So are you. What? We can both be queens. Seriously? Like, we'll be co presidents. I, I appreciate that. We'll be co
1: queens? Yeah. We'll co-queens. be co queens of the closet.
0: And it's because of me and my big breakup with my rich boyfriend that Adam and his kids, and Drew and her kids, get to go on vacation to africa so
1: the whole movie doesn't work without your character
0: kind of yeah
1: <laughs> not getting cut out of this one
0: i'm not getting cut out <laughs> yeah not getting cut out and terry cruz is in this as well terry cruz is just like like he's blown terry up Terry Crews is the good luck charm of good luck charms he's got he's a fucking his millionaire everything i know i love him he just radiates happiness. That's someone who radiates happiness, right there. I would
1: love to. Do you now in your normal life when you're not, when you're just at home? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like are you a upbeat, happy person, or are you sort of like eh, I'm just gonna shut
0: down for a bit before I. I'm go. a nightmare. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm a just a big nightmare. No, I'm a happy person. I, you know, I have a very nice life. I, you know,
1: I'm happy. <laughs> well, your lips trembling. I. I
0: Look, I'm medicated. Okay. I'm not going to... I'll be real candid about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> good. I have medicines. All right, good. And, I, and most of the time, real happy. Get okay. W- get Wendy's people. She's not. They told me yeah. that this yeah, I don't know how I can stress it enough. I'm no, a very happy
1: person. Stress is a key word there, but you're now fine. leave it alone. No, you're fine. I listen. You radiate light. Jeez. And um, and the world is there's a happy... nothing
0: wrong with me. No, absolutely.
1: No one's saying there is. We just want you to feel I'm comfortable. Judgey just... McJudgeerton. No, listen. I I think that only some of what you're doing is bad, but most oh, of it's good. Wow. Most of wow. it's good.
0: Here it comes. I don't. I barely know you. <laughs> well, now I've been gonna watching you for a while. Path? Whatever. I,
1: no, this is actually an intervention. No. Uh, there's no podcast.
0: No, I'm I'm really a happy person. This recording I'm equipment's
1: sure. filled with candy. Great. There's nothing. Okay. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a child's
1: bank. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, a piggy- it's a piggy piggy bank.
0: <laughs> one side is a piggy bank. The other yep. one has candy. That yeah, kids. For some it. reason,
1: kids love to eat candy out of what looks like high end mm-hmm. audio equipment. Yeah. Um, not things shaped like adorable animals. It's fine.
0: Do you have kids? No, me neither. I don't, here's the thing. I need to, I feel like I need to clarify that. Okay. I have nothing against children. No, I have nothing I against children. rotten children either.
1: I Can't, love I mean, children. Children, children I are a lot kids. of fun. They're a But miracle. I
0: never felt like I was going to be a mother. Yeah. Even as a child. I did not. I would hope not. I resented not my baby point. dolls. <laughs> this is not a joke. My mom would keep trying to shove a baby doll. Into my hands. You're like, ugh, like, I, I want to live my This is a life. lot of work. <laughs> I want to play with my dump trucks and my stuffed animals. You know? Um, I have no maternal instincts. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I know that about myself. And that's fine. And that's okay. Listen,
1: it's way better to acknowledge that. I will babysit that.
0: other people's babies. I will pick up their babies and put their little feet right in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I love to chew on a juicy baby. <laughs> but I, I would not be a good mom.
1: <laughs> Most people would not, e- would not even acknowledge that. They'd be like, no, I have to have kids. Right. And then, and I feel like I'm the same way as you. When I was younger, I was raised more around adults. And for some reason, kids irritated me. Really. But then in retrospect, I think I was also a very irritating child, ironically.
0: were you one of those kids that always had um, like, hey, I got a joke for you. Hey, I know we're in the middle of a dinner party, but (laughs) I got a little, (laughs) I got a little routine I want to do or a little observance I want to make. I don't, I mean. Yeah, I'll take that as a yes. I'll take that
1: as a yes. Look, if performing other comedians' bits to my parents' friends unannounced at a dinner party is, falls into that category, then sure. But it, but I feel uh-huh. like there's a lot of room to interpret right. what that might be. Okay. Everyone at that period of time wanted to hear an eight-year-old do the Steve Martin's The Cruel Shoes in its entirety.
0: <laughs> and then sing King Tut. And then sing King Tut. Which, by the way, I thought that was the funkiest disco song. He had a made of stona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw... Disco tut. Disco tut. Yeah.
1: I saw... Um, my parents used to go to Las Vegas a lot when I was a kid because of my dad's work. Um, he was a magician. <laughs> weirder. He was a professional bowler. And really? True story. And there were oh. always like conventions and bowling tournaments in Vegas. And so uh, when I was a kid, I saw Steve Martin perform. And I st- remember traces of it. But I do... I remember the suit and I remember the everything... And I knew all of his stuff. And I remember, in the middle of the show, he was about to end the show, and he was like, "I want to say one more thing." And then near, 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 and this fucking guitar comes like on cables, comes out of the ceiling, and then stop it. And then he, and then they do King Tut, and they put the Tutankhamen headpiece on him. And he, and I remember it. I remember that from the Steve Martin. And you
0: probably saw that and thought it doesn't get any better than that, and it doesn't. This is entertainment it is. at its finest it was the best oh my gosh i'm so jealous of you right now i know
1: i only wish that i could remember more of the show have i talked about this before i have right because we all, i also saw johnny carson live and joan rivers opened for him and she was like 40 at the time i mean it was uh Amazing. it was a really it was you know vegas in those days, there was no. It, the, it wasn't really family oriented. No, it so the wasn't. Only things so you to were
0: do, you were like you had a swinging childhood. I had a
1: swinging childhood. So the only thing to do was drink, gamble, and go to shows. There wasn't any like.
0: There Sega were no roller coasters. There was no yeah. roller
1: coaster. There was no like you know the finest chefs. You know, like Gordon Ramsay didn't have nineteen <laughs> restaurants there. And so it, oh. all, all you could those that's all you could do. And so my parents took had to take me because I mean, and they they knew I wanted to go.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Did your parents foster your performance uh, they did instinct?
0: without without knowing that that 's what they were doing. Um, my parents left my sister and I to our own devices a lot, and my mom was really good about oh let 's make you some dress up clothes so you can play <laughs> they were My mom was always trying to get us to use our imaginations, so we did a lot, and we 'd put on shows and you know, stage parades Aww. for the neighbors and things like that. And my, my grandma raised us a lot. Like during the summers, we'd stay with her Monday through Friday every day. And at 10 a.m., she would say, get out of the house. You're not watching TV anymore until 4 o'clock. Get out. You cannot come back in the house until lunch. So, And she wouldn't buy us toys or whatever. So we had to think of things to do. Right. We had she had an enclosed patio, which was perfect for doing shows. We staged shows all the time. Um, you know, we we learned to type, and we typed our own junk mail. Like we just we would like <laughs> write scripts, and type we'd yeah, we typed our own mail. junk mail. It was hilarious. <laughs> my mom saved that, and um, yeah, we'd shove junk our own junk mail through the mail slot and crack up my grandma. I mean, we it was. So we, we, they fostered it without knowing that's what they were doing. And so later on when I said, oh, you know, I, I want to be an actress. My mom was like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, well, um, I'm wearing a tutu right now. What You're do you You're looking mean? at a pile like, of fake yeah, junk mail. You know, what do you, <laughs> why are you surprised? But they were not supportive when it came time to like actually do something about this. My parents were like, no. What do they want you to do? Be a stewardess. What? No joke. Why? They thought I would be a stewardess. They did not think I should go to college. They really thought I would get married right out of high school and have kids right away.
1: Well, how are you supposed to raise kids if you're a, if you're a stewardess?
0: Well, look, Chris. If you play it right, you can, <laughs> you can you can just like fly to San Francisco and then fly back. Like or you, know, you can, it, there's, there's you can a good,
1: stick your kids with their grandparents Monday exactly, through Friday. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, um, yeah, That's so specific. That was not really were they bad. in aviation at all? My mom worked for Boeing. Okay. Um, I, I don't know why they thought stewardess for me. Like so Oh, strange. flying waitress, that'll be fun for you. You, you <laughs> exhibit all those qualities. Um,
1: you know how you like to bring us food? Well, what if you didn't yeah. have to do that on the ground? <laughs> uh, what
0: if sometimes you got to fly for free and yeah. so did your family? Wouldn't that be nice? You
1: know how you like dealing with shitty people that have no patience that are at the worst possible version of themselves? Right. In for a four or five hour period of time. Yeah.
0: Did you, you know you could make money doing that? <laughs> and you know how you like to stand <laughs> wearing uh, pantyhose yeah. while you uh, <laughs> listen to this little lady? You
1: know how you love to smile as big as possible when you want to cry your yeah. eyes out?
0: Well, guess what? <laughs> There's a calling for you. Yeah. You can build a whole career around all those fun things. You know how you want not to be... That, not that, you know, stewardesses or flight attendants aren't, you know... No, I think they're amazing. I think they job. are. I think but they're amazing. and my... They have a, a patience and... Yeah. and... But, but I'm not sure how my parents came to that for me. Yeah.
1: No, I think that job is amazing. And I, I don't... I, I honestly... The fortitude to be able to do that day in, day out, when you, you know, especially if you don't feel like being there... You know how you always wanted to be trapped with 20 babies in a flying yeah. capsule yeah. when you can't escape? Well, exactly. now here's your, here's your, thing. Here's your chance.
0: Um, but see, my mom and dad got married really young. So I, that was their only frame of reference. My oh, okay. mom got married at 17. Okay. So for her, it was like, oh, you're a senior in high school. It's just a so, matter of time before we got to plan a wedding. and clock. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is so a, what are you... That was... Yeah. Want to go dress so shopping? I was very confusing. For your prom?
1: No wedding.
0: No wedding, yeah. You're, I mean, prom. you can use it for both if Forget, you want. Yeah.
1: That's anyway, amazing. And then when did so, you finally get married?
0: At 26. Okay. And that is when I finally started pursuing acting in earnest. hmm
1: So... Did that make... Did that somehow... I don't know. Did that catalyze that process in some way
0: well i didn't have my parents looking over my shoulder going we don't approve right you know and i uh, full disclosure i lived at home till i got married
1: you never lived alone
0: no (laughs) so do you you miss never having lived alone uh well i I get that opportunity a lot like I guess when that's I go true. on vacation I guess that's true yeah yeah, yeah I, when I go on vacation when I go on location no that's what I meant to say Listen,
1: if you love your job, you never work a day in your life That's right it's always a vacation. it's
0: always a big fat vacation <laughs> but um yeah, so I never had the roommate thing or I didn't go away to school and yeah, I, I stayed at home with my mom and dad. Oh, that's real nice. Is it, or the, is it just weird? It's weird, it's but I weird. don't want you to feel bad because I know
1: you're heavily medicated, yeah. and I'm trying not to. I'm trip very over.
0: happy. Okay, you seem okay, thrilled. Okay, we've established that. You're,
1: okay, you slam the desk. Thrilled. Okay, yes. that's you're extra extra happy. I just <laughs> you no, know, I think it'd be fun if you went home after this podcast and shoved some fake junk mail under your front door for your husband.
0: That would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? You know what?
1: Do you remember what do any of the it. junk mail was?
0: Um. Yeah, I remember. Uh, J.C. Penney's used to have a pair of polyester pants for women called the Action Pant. <laughs> 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 so we we made our own version of the Action Pant. That's um, so called sexist. the Bertha Sues for
1: the lady on the go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And what makes them full of action? I don't... The fact that they go on your legs <laughs> and they're not a skirt? And I don't know. And
1: you're ambulatory? Yeah.
0: So you have to... The action pant. What's happening? Yeah. So, yeah, the action pant was one thing.
1: Hey, gals, do you need to sprint from the kitchen to picking up the kids at school <laughs> right away? Well, now the action pant has the solution for you.
0: Yeah. Brought Do you need to, to go you. run and get coffee for your boss? <laughs> <laughs> action, action, his action. dry cleaning or buy a <laughs> bouquet of flowers for his wife and mistress?
1: Brought to you by the Sterling Cooper Draper Price Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the yes, I th- you know what? Here. You've inspired me. I am going to make my own junk mail today. Okay,
1: good. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, it was wonderful <laughs> talking to you, and it was so nice Great to finally meet you. you. And Blended comes out May... May 23rd. 23rd. All right. Wendy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. Good. You're fidgeting. Ah,
0: Mew Barrymore.
1: Mew Harrymore. Moore. Mm. Mew. <laughs> Mew very much. Yes. I feel like, was that sort of like a belch of like, I'm just processing <laughs> the, how terrible that joke was. It
0: was very good. Wow. It was a callback. I appreciate that. To what we were saying. Awesome. All right. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome
1: to Pura, the most pristine